Welcome to this edition of Men Talking Mindfulness with your hosts, John McCaskill and Will Schneider. On this show, we focus on helping men and those with men in their lives to unpack some of the complex challenges we face today by leveraging meditation and mindfulness practices. Each discussion is an environment free of judgment and criticism with a focus on vulnerability, authenticity, and inner peace. Let's dig in. I'm really digging that new intro, man. I'm loving it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. It's uh, it's great to have some good people behind us supporting the show and wanting, willing, like for free to do such a thing. So thanks to Rich Harris again. He's the guy. Yeah, Rich Harris. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Great work there. So hello, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. (laughs) Good day. So happy to have you joining us here today, either live here on video or later on video or on the podcast. I'm John McCaskill. This is Men Talking Mindfulness, where we do our best to demystify mindfulness and all things associated with mindfulness. This is our season finale, and today it's just me and my amazing co-host and brother from another mother, Will Schneider, over there in New York City. And today we're going to do something a little different. We've done it like this before. We're going to do a recap of this last season and what we learned, what we've implemented from what we've learned. Um, So if you've never listened to the show, Uh, This is a great place to start, you know, figure out what this show is all about. And if anything here today piques your interest, uh, we would love to have you as a listener of those past episodes. So go back and listen to the rest of this season and heck, go back and listen to the rest of this show, the rest of all our seasons. Uh, We'd love to have you give it a listen. That said, I'm going to turn it over to Will, my brother again from another mother. How are you doing? Great. Uh, if you can hear the difference, I soundproofed my um, my room today, my studio. So I just moved into this new place, kind of my uh, my future self place. Like I moved there in. Go. Like I'm so excited to be here, and I have my own studio, my own workspace. I do yoga over here, over my right shoulder, you know, uh, and teach. And I, it's it's a really awesome place. I'm excited to be here. It was soundproof today. So um, hey, so first off, if you're enjoying the show, share it with your friends your family, your colleagues, you know, give us a review would be very helpful. That helps actually our ranking on, on, on podcast and, you know, people search for mindfulness, uh, our podcast is likely to come up because of your reviews. We really appreciate that. And check us out on YouTube. Um, we're growing our YouTube channel and we'd love you to be a part of it. Our YouTube channel is a place that we put like, you know, two, three, four minute snippets of, uh, from the highlights from our, um, episodes and with our guests or, or whether it's just John and I, um, you know, we just added a new trailer there as well. So thanks again to Rich Harris. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful trailer and, uh, it's, uh, and also the intro and outro as well. So again, uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Rich Harris. Um, we're really excited about that. Also, Hey, uh, May 18th, mark that on your calendar. And if you've been sitting on the fence, uh, about doing the M2 experience, you have another opportunity to do it. We start the 21 day mindfulness experience on May 18th, right? This is designed to show you the unseen habits you've developed and how to develop new ones. Plus gives you tools to improve your mind and your, uh, and your body to feel better. Uh, this next cohort, like I said, kicks off on May 18th. It's the last time uh, you'll get it at the, the price of $179. So check it out. Here's the website. Get ready to write it down. Movement-rx.com slash MTM. I'll say it again, all lowercase. Movement-rx.com slash MTM. 
Um, last thing, our whoop team. You know, John and I get the whoop up, John. Let me see it. There you go. There so we go. have a whoop team out there. So if you're a fan of the whoop and uh, it's been very inspiring to use the whoop to see how well I'm sleeping, recovering, and also the strain I'm putting my body throughout the day. Um, we have a great team. So you, you can join our whoop team if you like. Uh, we'll drop the, the, the code here. It's actually COMM-7B67F6. Like, I don't know if I should really read that on air, but I just did. Okay, but we'll put that in the notes here for everybody. But the Whoop team has been really an incredible inspiration. We have a group, 15 people that were have been uh, continually uh, inspiring one another. Uh, and, and just been it's been great. And John, you talk about it all the time, like uh, within the chat and myself, like how I don't want to go out for a run or go on the rowing machine or take that walk or meditate. And and the team, everybody just seeing everybody um, along their journey. Uh, with the whoop has just been incredible inspiration uh, for uh, John and I, and also uh, for the small community that we have. So we invite you in. And if you don't have the whoop, get the whoop. It's it's awesome. And there's more of a plug for whoop for free. So anyway, so coming up, we have a special episode on June 3rd. I'm going to be doing a 10-day silent Vipassana retreat. And uh, it's this is my third time doing it. Last time I did it was 2017. Uh, so I'm going to start, I'm going to go in next um uh, May 18th until the 29th of May. Uh, we're going to have a little follow-up episode on June 3rd. So uh, join us for that if you like. Uh, and also, this is exciting, John. Another excitement. I hope you guys are all excited because what I'm going to mention your mind. We are doing a retreat with Movement Rx and Dr. T uh, and Pear, her husband. Uh, we have secured, well, we're like days away from actually signing and sending some money off to this Colorado, this ran- Durango, Colorado ranch. We can take up as many as like 15 or 16, 17 people. It's going to be mindfulness, movement, a lot of the things that we work with during the M2 experience. We're going to incorporate into this uh, three-night, four-day retreat. Uh, it's beautiful. It's like, what does is, what is doctor say? Doctor, rustic, um, and, uh, rustic, rustic and swanky. Rustic and swanky. Uh, you, like, you want to sound that's rustic and swanky and then and the, the backdrop with mountains and beautiful fields. And we have an opportunity to horseback ride, fly fish, hike, do all sorts of fun shit together. Really excited. That's going to be September. Mark your calendar again, September 16th to the 19th. Information is coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, and um, I, I'm really amped up, John. So I guess we'll do our grounding practice. So yeah, there you go. Down, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Okay, great. So uh, ground yourself. Stop what you're doing. I realize that, you know, you might not actually be mowing your lawn by listening to this because the lawnmower is so loud. But anyway... Uh, I listen. I listen doing. to stuff while I mow the lawn, man. I, I've got some noise oh, canceling yeah. headphones. Put those oh, things on. Sh- it's awesome. Uh, okay. Oh, man, I love it. Testing. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So stop mowing your goddamn grass and let's do some breathing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Or if you're sitting, sit down, ground your feet, maybe take off your shoes, bring your hands and your thighs, interlace your fingers, and keep the eyes open or closed, depending on what you're doing. We'll just do a couple five, five breaths. We're going to inhale five, exhale five. We'll do it for three rounds. And just to see the difference in how we're feeling, um, let's start with an exhale. Empty all the way out. Very nice. Good. Take a big giant breath into the nose, sitting up nice and tall with a dignified spine so you can fill that entire torso like a big giant balloon. And exhale out the mouth. Five, four, three, two, one, maintaining that dignified spine. Take that big inhale again. Dropping it in the belly first, in the middle of the chest, top of the chest. Exhale out. 
big balloon inhale. Feel that expansion, that lift. Exhale out. Okay, we'll just do a couple more. Stay, inhale, five. Exhale, five. Really smooth on an exhale. You know, sometimes I like to tell my students, create the quality of the exhale as in the experience that you want to have. So the more peaceful and smooth that exhale is, they're going to help. You're going to feel that experience in your being. One more time. Inhale, fill it up. Exhale out. Good. Feel how you're feeling. Maybe do these little micro movements. Open your chest, roll through your head a little bit. Maybe bring your arms above your head a little bit and toggle a little side to side. When you're ready, open those, oh, those eyes of yours and let's come back to the show. John, uh, it is great to be here. I, I don't know why I'm feeling so good right now. You know, this is non-drug related, John. There's, there's no <laughs> it's, body it's except for the dwarfing from the spring, <laughs> yeah. man. Springtime is here. It's beautiful. It's, it's, uh, true. it's starting to warm up here, even in Colorado Springs. And uh, you're feeling those natural endorphins. So it's that's great, man. And, you know, what we're here to talk about today is, again, what we've learned, what we are started implementing for ourselves from what we learned and you even mentioned one right there at the end of your grounding practice, those micro movements. And that right, that is from Quench. Um, there it is. The book that we read together and we had Dr. Dana Cohen, Cohen one of the uh, authors of that book on this season to speak about staying hydrated and how important that is. And I've got my bag of chia seeds. This is not a bag of weed. This is a bag of chia seeds. Uh, we also talked about that in uh, in the in that episode. Uh, but those micro movements and how important they are to keep you hydrated. So I'm in, I'm excited to get into this show and again share what we learned this season, how we've implemented those lessons, and then really just introduce those who may not have been listening through this season or to review those lessons for those who have listened. Hey, like. Maybe uh, something that you listened to in one of our first couple of episodes this season, you learned that, but then you've since forgotten that lesson. And this is to bring that lesson back to the front of your mind. And maybe you can start implementing those lessons in your own lives so that you can feel better. You can be more hydrated. You can sleep better. Uh, you can eat better food to change your mood, those types of things. So, uh, yeah, where do you want to start, man? How do you how do you want to do this? Let's let's get into it. Um, uh, I don't know. How about this, John? What is um, the one thing, one thing or maybe one thing that, that mm. really from this season? Because what I really love about how we do things is we don't just talk like we're not just like, you know, a, a talking head like we actually we practice. Right. It's, it's not just our daily meditation practice and the physical stuff that we do for ourselves, but you know, we, we practice the things we learn here on the show and all, you know, we were like five books this season or something like that for the show. Um, so what's maybe, what's your big takeaway from this season, John, if you will? Um, well, I think, yeah, I think it's hard to say one, I would yeah, say there's, right. there's probably two or three really big takeaways. Um, and I think the, the big ones are from having read, um, Uma Naidu's book, uh, yeah. I don't have the cover on this book anymore, but it's got This Is Your Brain on Food by Dr. Uma Naidu, and again, Quench by Dr. Dana Cohen and Gina Bria. Um, 
in both those books, they talked about the positive effects of chia seeds. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I know that I'm sound like a broken record here, but it's been pretty amazing what just adding chia seeds to my, my water and to my drinks through the day have done for my energy levels. Um, so, you know, it helps to keep you hydrated, but also offers you those omega-3 fatty acids that are so important to our brain health and overall health. Um, so th those are some that I've, uh, started implementing and then cutting down on my sugar. I mean, I know we had Molly Carmel on last mm -hmm. season and we mm -hmm. talked about how to break up with sugar and I've definitely, you know, I've got a sweet tooth. I've got a crazy sweet tooth. Um, and I've definitely cut back significantly on my sugar because of what, the sugar can do to how you feel physically, but also how you think. Um, and Dr. Uma Naidu, in that episode, when we spoke with her, she talked about how, you know, a soda, uh, I don't drink a lot of soda, but I take in a lot of sugar still, or I did. Um, you know, the sugar in a soda, if you have one soda, it can increase your chance of depression by some, some uh, radical amount, but then two sodas, which a lot of people in the States live on every day, at least two sodas, how that can increase your chance of depression by like 90% or something like that. I forget the exact Oof. number. Um, I'm just kind yeah. of going off. But it, bottom line is it's, it's really high, an increase in chance of depression, feeling depressed because of the sugar intake. So I would say right. uh, the, the two big lessons that I've taken away are how chia seeds can help you feel better uh, in staying mm -hmm. hydrated and the omega-3 fatty acids and then decreased in sugar helped to make me feel better, not just physically, but also mentally. What about you? Uh, uh yeah, well, you kind of stole some of my chia seeds oh. thunder there, John. That's Sorry. okay. It's all right. So, so one thing what I've been you doing, have your bag of chia seeds sitting right there. No, that's, that, dude, that's a bag of weed, John. I mean, let's be honest, dude. It's a fucking bag of weed. All right? <laughs> if you're listening right, to Lindsay, the episode, Lindsay. tune in on YouTube and see that it is, in fact, a bag of chia yeah, seeds. It's, it's a fucking Ziploc bag like I used to have in fucking college full of weed. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's good. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. The veins in my neck are starting to pop out. <laughs> Uh, so one thing actually coming back to what we talked about hydration with, uh, uh, quench, which I really enjoyed the book. Um, and I love it. It has like kind of a little cult following, which is pretty cool. It actually has yeah. done very well. Our, our, the live YouTube or our YouTube full episode is like our third place. It's, it's in third place on YouTube. So there's definitely right. a lot of value in that. Um, the difference between bulk water and staying hydrated through foods, that was a big epiphany for yeah. me because a long time. I was just going three liters of water a day, right? And just sorting it out, right? Um, and there you go. That's the quench right there. Yeah, eight liters, eight, eight glasses a day is not the way, right? And I was doing three liters a day, which is probably more like 12 glasses of water a day or even more. Um, yeah. So one thing I've been put, putting into my uh, morning routine is uh, a little sea salt in my water, right? And some lemon. And that's the first thing I drink in the morning. And the sea salt has all these... Um, natural electrolytes and, uh, and essential elements and um, and uh, what do they call uh, vitamin vitamins and minerals. That's that's the key here is really the minerals uh, that are in uh, actual sea salt, not like fake kind of bullshit salt. Uh, and drinking that in the morning has been a great way for me to continually stay hydrated and by optimizing my hydration right away. Um, uh, it also helps to feed that microbiome which we learned about, Doctor Naidu. Uh, yeah. which is so important to how you're feeling. I mean, there, there's, 
I, I'm really excited for the next several years, John, about uh, the learning and the education and the things hopefully we'll be implementing into the world because of how incredibly profound the microbiome is to not just our physical health, but also our mental health. And even like uh, the microbiome has, you know, uh, um, the, um, the, the limbic, you know, the, the limbic system, right? Uh, limbic resonance also comes from that gut level, from the microbiome. So it's so weird. We're able to pick up e each other's microbiome, which is like mind blowing, yeah. right? So we're in the forefront so of really say, great like, things. Yeah. When, God, when people say, you know, follow your gut or, you know, what's your gut feeling, there truly yeah, is yeah. something to that, right? There's the neurons in your Absolutely. gut. Uh, like it's it's incredible. Like I've always just thought that was a saying. And I mean, th there's definitely a part of it that, that is, but there there are actual thoughts and feelings that resonate and originate from your yeah. gut, and uh, a lot yeah. of it has to do with that microbiome that you're talking about. It's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, servicing that, like, I mean, that's really so much of uh, a big part of what I'm. What that, that the microbiome is probably like really close second or probably first as well because of hydrate because it all works together. Right. If I'm optimizing my hydration, if I'm being uh, very aware and sensitive to the food that I'm putting in my body, I'm going to continually create that natural gut health, which feeds the mind. Right. Food and mood. That's a big connection. Right. That's why I love seeing follow uh, Dr. Uma Naidu on Instagram. She's awesome. She's putting out videos all the time talking about this kind of food, that kind of food, mixing foods. And so that was a really big episode uh, for me, as well as the hydration one. Um, yeah, and, uh, and that's the physical performance, but also the mental performance and, and how we're feeling, right? Which drives so much of our actions and and drives so much of uh, of how we do things. So, um, yeah. Well, I liked uh, you know talking about physical performance. The, uh, the 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 one of the first episodes that we had, I think, was the first episode actually. It was on accountability and how having an accountability partner can improve your performance because you're going to more likely stay committed to something talking about the whoop again. And I know our, our executive assistant is probably <laughs> shaking her head. because She's like, I can't believe you guys talk so much about the whoop, but you don't get paid by them. But we should, maybe we should reach out. We're forcing, we're forcing a sponsorship is what we're doing. We're forcing a we're just <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, the, the, uh, the old saying, uh, I think it's an African proverb. I don't know if it's ever been truly attributed to that, but if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And yeah. I know that when I have set my own goals and I haven't had anybody to hold me accountable to it, I'm much less likely to achieve those goals. Whereas if I have an accountability buddy or an accountability group, um, which again, the whoop group is, um, then I'm more likely to do that. I mean, as a matter of fact, um, this afternoon, I'm going to go do a run because I know I want to get my little credit on that that whoop group, right? Um, and then yeah. the, the odds, the odds of success of uh, setting and achieving your goals, um, uh, I think it was something like 95% chance, uh, a 95% chance of achieving your goals if you have an accountability group or an accountability yeah. partner. Right. And I thought that was right. amazing. So, yeah. And it's, I think it's 60%. Uh, yeah, 60% if you write it down and give yourself a deadline. Right. So, that's, I mean, just even know that that's if you're going at it alone, but to have an accountability yeah. buddy. Right. But I got to say, John, sometimes we fall short. Like we are supposed to be writing our book. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we, yes. we, we haven't been doing so well with that. Uh, but I mean, just I mean, I, 
and, and, and I don't know, like it, lots are going, lots, I, I should be making excuses. That's terrible too, but uh, it's coming. It's the book's coming. I blame the audience. Yes. I blame the Thank audience. You. Will. We asked yeah. you guys to hold us accountable and nobody has asked us a question about that book. Actually one person has <laughs> one person. It's, and it's Dr. Teresa Larson. She asked me last week, she said, how's your book going? And I was like, Ooh, uh, <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's also the audience. We're going to put out the audience again, John, because you guys are so demanding and want such great content from us <laughs> that we have no choice, but to do our work for you. So the book has right. been sacrificed for this time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we love you, audience. We love you. We're gonna scare, you we're gonna scare our audience away. No, not at all. Not at all. Now they're gonna bombard us. We love you. Guys. We love you. Fucking heckle from from our you know from uh, with the, the what social else? media. Um, what else have we learned and, and implemented uh, in our lives, man? Um, I mean, I, wow, we had we had such a powerful season. We had, um, let's see, we, we had Dr. Seth Hickerson on. We had Uma Naidu, we, who we've already mentioned. We had the the CEO and founder of of uh, Mindful Magazine, Brian Welch, wow, and his book, uh, "Beautiful and Abundant." Uh, that was a fantastic episode. Yeah, let me just stop right there, John. We, yeah. we had like that was one of my. He was a very, very, very impressive man. Like he oh, yeah. was. I, I I've learned from him one thing on that show. I mean, just from presentational standpoint, taking your time. If you go back and listen to that episode. Right. There are moments where he will take three or four seconds before he answers. And it was like it was strange in the beginning. It's like, fuck, man, there's dead air. Like, why? Like, would you say something, please? And, yeah. and but what, what he would come out with next after that pause was something extremely profound. One thing that I really enjoyed that he talked about was how he talks about capitalism and how it's been so incredibly engaging for all humankind and i was like fuck that's so true i don't know why i've been thinking about that the last couple of days but it's so yeah. true Conscious you know, capitalism. So really, yeah yeah what does it take to engage people right um in the world and um and and, and he just speaks so beautifully the, his book was fantastic as well i highly recommend that again it's beautiful in abundance a beautiful and abundant by Brian Welch. And uh, he was gracious enough to put us in his mindful magazine online twice uh, over the last few months, which is, which has been really great. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I just really enjoyed seeing somebody that has really taken the time to really look at the world and also someone that knows uh, uh, and practices um, elevating human consciousness and his own consciousness and to, to plug that into a book that is very encompassing about the human experience and our life in relationship on this planet, um, that, was, uh, that was really, um, I mean, he talks about here, oh, the conscious capitalism, right? That, right. that was uh, one. And what was that chapter? Was it chapter 17 or something like that I asked yeah, you to read? Chapter 17, uh, I, th I think he talks about the, the Ponzi scheme, right? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty interesting to read about basically how uh, the entire population of, of Earth has been a Ponzi scheme since the beginning. We're kind of relying on the next generation. Um, that's what uh, you know a lot of a lot of things have to do with, uh, which was which was really interesting. But I want to also come back to what you mentioned there at the very beginning about um, that that episode was how he listened and then mm. paused. And then several episodes later, we actually had leadership through listening with Ryan Shad, 
and, and he spoke about that. He spoke about how if you're truly listening in a conversation, there's mm -hmm. there's normally there normally is a pause after you're finished speaking, mm. because if there's not, that means that the whole time you've been formulating response rather than listening. Right. And I love what you said, yeah. Will. And I, th I think in that episode with Ryan, mm. um, one of your friends had told you, if you're truly listening, that you disappear in the conversation or some, something to that effect. Yeah, I mean, listen I mean, so deeply that you, listen so deeply that you disappear. Yes, that's right? it. Which was great. Yeah. And another distinction on the Ryan episode. Uh, and that, and on, oh, that well, honestly, Ryan just commented right there. <laughs> Look at it. Ryan, you guys I was glad he did. Ryan, what's up? <laughs> You're, you are the number one uh, uh, episode on you're, our YouTube. You're our favorite episode this you're, season you're, by you're, far. Yeah. Well, no, but it, like the numbers on YouTube, I checked the other day, Ryan. You are number one. You beat out James Nestor, <laughs> New York Times yeah. bestseller. And another thing, uh, um, a big distinction in listening is like, are you waiting to talk or are you listening? Yes. Right. Big, big difference there. Right. And it's like, and if you're waiting to talk, then you're not listening and you're, and, and it's really your ego is at the forefront, right. Uh, instead of your compassionate ears, if you right. will, or your compassionate self really taking in that information. And we talked about, um, I remember Ryan, um, you know, he talked about this one dude that just really listened so intently. And, and then we got into like, how did it feel? Like, how did it feel to really be heard and really be listened to? And, and I think that's um, that's another way of, of developing trust and developing yeah. a deeper, more uh, intimate, more connected relationship. Because, you know, when you speak, uh, you're being listened to. And one thing that really frustrates me and I have friends like this and some of my best friends are like this. They're not listening. You know, I mean, definitely if we're high, they're definitely not listening. Like, they're just like off, <laughs> yeah. in, off in their mind somewhere. Different. And I was like, dude, you're not listening. He's like, oh, oops, sorry. I was uh, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> right. But uh, but on the flip side, when, when uh, maybe when you're more sober, but even when I don't even fuck, like talk about weed. But um, uh, uh, but really the value of listening and how that is also what, what the, the, the episode was leading leadership through listening. Yeah. Leadership right. And how yeah. great leaders, right, um, really take the time to listen and not just bully everybody into the way that they think should, things should be done. Like, mm -hmm. you know, team, 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 team. There's no I in team, right? Uh, and, and a team is a collaborative, uh, cooperative effort uh, that, that needs to take place. And the only way that that collaboration and things really get done are through listening and taking time and reflecting on what somebody said. Um, so that was a really gift. This episode, that's it. Yeah. Listening, listening, listening. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Ryan Shadow. Congrats for being our, our number one episode on YouTube. That's amazing. <laughs> and for real, you know, something else that I love that Ryan discussed is, you know, so much of what we do these days is virtual. I mean, what we're doing right here is virtual, right? You and right. I are on a virtual screen. You're in New York city. I'm here in Colorado Springs. We are all, or at least very many of us are on Zoom calls back to back to back and how you can improve your listening while you're on a Zoom call and how you can tell when someone's not listening on a Zoom call. Mm -hmm. And I'll be I'll be completely honest, there have been times when I'm I am on a Zoom call and I've got, you know, seven different windows open and I'm getting notifications on those and they distract me and then I'm obviously not paying attention, but if you shut those down and you can mm -hmm. focus on the screen and truly be 
you know, present with the other people or person on your Zoom call, how much of a difference that makes, even through a virtual setting. It's uh, it's yeah. incredible. The, the listening, how important that is. Um, so, yeah, that was a, yeah. that was a great episode. So thank you for coming on, Ryan. And uh, thanks yeah. for listening and, t- and tuning in today, man. It's, it's going to be great <laughs> yeah. to see you. And one thing I'll say, like, and it shouldn't be this way, John, but if you really are a good listener and a compassionate listener, <laughs> you're unique. People aren't going to forget you when, when you really, because it's not only just that, uh, that you're being heard, but if you're really being heard, you're being felt. And that's what really, that's again, comes back to that gut level, that microbiome that we're kind of learning more about. It's like when you're really taking somebody in, uh, you know, they value that because they're really not even being heard, but they're being truly seen, even right. on like the soul level. And that's like, uh, and I think that's, uh, that, that'll just create so many uh, stronger relationships in every aspect of your life, not just business, but everywhere you can take that little gift with you by just learning, listening, but it does take practice. And one thing that helped me practice, John, is that statement. My friend said to me, he was like, God, I don't know what 2015, Le- listen so deeply or listen so intently that you disappear. And I was like, fuck, like, what does that even mean? How do you even do that? And then instead of just it being a concept, I started putting it in to my life. I started listening to people, you know, really taking them in. Uh, and then it's just like, but re- remembering that mantra and, and it's slowly, slowly over time, I just became a better listen, a listener. But right. again, just like everything we do here at mindfulness, it takes practice. It takes intentional practice and listening is no different. A hundred percent, man. And talking about, um, you know, how listening improves your relationships. One of the episodes that we had this, uh, this season was on relationships with your children as a mother and mm. you know how important listening is there and that was with Teresa Larson Dr. Teresa Larson our, our partner at Movement RX um, and she talks about in that uh, in that episode um, you know challenges of being a mother and for those of you who are listening for the first time you're like why did you guys have an episode on motherhood in a show called Men Talking Mindfulness well we had an episode mm. a season or two ago about fatherhood and you know as a, as a father myself, but also as a husband, I need to understand motherhood or as a son in -hmm. Will's case, we all need to understand motherhood and how important it is and how difficult it is and appreciate the relationships that are a part of being a parent, being a mother. And that comes, you know, Mm -hmm. full circle to, to paying attention and listening. Um, so that was a, another really powerful episode. Actually, that was our, our one and only episode that we have done live uh together and we like oh, yeah. you know the three of us sitting around a table in a recording studio that was our first time um you know having teresa you me in the same place at the same time is is a pretty powerful episode and i highly encourage uh, not only the women who are listening to the show but the, the 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 fathers the husbands the sons who are listening to the show to go back and listen to that to really develop yeah. appreciation for for motherhood yeah and we also took time to honor our own mothers yeah, as well in that, that episode, which, like that. which is which is really nice to do. And it felt really great. And it, and it felt great that episode. You can you can hear the uh, the different vibe uh, that when we're all in the same studio together. Oh, yeah. And uh, and, and, the, and the kind of showcase uh, Dr. Teresa Larson, and, um, you know, as being you know, a mother that's doing the best she can, but also just being you know, an awesome, badass woman that she is in this entrepreneurial space. And 
uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun uh, and, and something to learn. You know, it's like, you know, I, I can only, John, like I'm, I'm never going to have, um, I'm never going to uh, birth a child you know? <laughs> so, to really even talk about what that experience is like uh, on that episode. I was like, wow. I mean, God, yeah. God bless women out there because you make this all possible. <laughs> so, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we've all either uh, have a mother or we've had a mother. So it's important to really appreciate that. You know, just had Mother's Day, what, last weekend. So, you know, if you yeah. haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. So I think it's a powerful yeah. episode. One of my favorites. Talking about one of my favorites, I see here, um, I think it was Vance said that his fi- favorite ex- episode was with uh, Rennie Curran. And Rennie was ah, yeah, uh, you know, a, a football player, pro, pro football player, turned entrepreneur and mindful entrepreneur. And, and he, you know, we just mentioned Teresa being an entrepreneur. Will and myself are entrepreneurs. How important being mindful as an entrepreneur is, because if you're not, yeah. your your entrepreneurial spirit can run you into the ground. And if you're not mindful about that, it can it can real really be detrimental to your health, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health. Uh, and Rennie was just a phenomenal guest, and we're going to have him back. We're, we started this series, the Masculinity 2.0 series, uh, kind of as a sub series of Men Talking Mindfulness. We're going to have Rennie come back to talk about yeah. masculinity, um, and, and I don't want to I don't want to use the term toxic masculinity. But just use it. Uh, well, you know, when, when I use it, I want to make sure that people understand. Right. And I've said this before on the show that masculinity in and of itself is not toxic, no. that no. when you force any belief, whether that's masculinity, femininity, you know, Christianity, Islam, uh, you know, um, Republican, Democrat, whatever you're whatever you are forcing on someone, when you force it on someone, that's when it becomes toxic. Um, right, and right. that's at least that that's what I believe as toxic masculinity. That's when you're forcing masculinity, your masculine beliefs on someone else. And Rennie, Rennie was uh, fantastic. And in, in just touching on that in that episode uh, about how the the masculine, the, the, the toxic masculine side of things can be really prevalent in the locker room of a sports mm. team. And we're going to talk more yeah. about that, uh, you know, in that masculine a masculinity 2.0 series, but Rennie, uh, yeah. fantastic thing. And one of the really, uh, the, the, uh, comment that he made was watching your thought diet, which, mm, uh, really yeah. resonated with me. It was like, you know, yeah. a lot of the time we, we do, we have those negative thoughts through the day about others, about ourselves. And if we're not careful, if we're not watching that thought diet, it can really turn us into a toxic person. Um, again, for ourselves and for others. I went back and, well, uh, to speak using the word toxic again, um, he come he talks about toxic ambition, right? And if your yeah. uh, ambition if your ambition is to make six or seven figures uh, just for the sake of making money and like showing the bling and living for the Joneses and you know and living <laughs> for your Instagram, right? I mean, it, it's not going to work. I mean, it, what's important about the entrepreneurial spirit is if that spirit is connected to something greater than yourself. Right. That's the, that's the only, I mean, okay. Yes. You can be out there. You can have a product that can sell very well, but if it's, it, 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 if it is not contributing to the greater good of humanity, uh, it, it, it will slowly destroy you. 
is, you know, is I'll make a bold statement because it's, it, there's something about serving others um, that not only lights us up, like physically, biologically, neurochemically, uh, our brain uh, by living in service to other people. Uh, that uh, uh, that's that's where really the entrepreneurial spirit comes from is doing something uh, for the benefit of of man of humankind, right. and uh, yeah. and we can say mankind in this show because because it's, it's it's men talking mindfulness, right? <laughs> but it's for everybody, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, but so I went back actually today uh, as I was waiting to park my car in New York because you have to sit when this freaking street cleaner comes through and you got to wait anyway. I had to wait and I was like, oh, how am I going to re- you know research this show? So I went back and listened to a couple of YouTube episodes, the clips that we have and. Um, uh, I was really incredibly impressed with Rennie of how incredibly disciplined and tactical he is in his self-reflection, right? Very, very, I mean, he would just break down like what created success, uh, for, he was like, you know, just so a little history of Rennie, he was a, the butt kiss award finalist, like three times, right. From the university of Georgia as a linebacker and he's undersized too. I don't know how actually big he is, but, um, but undersized. So he had to have a really get even more tactic, tactical instead of having all that that size and that strength and that weight behind him. He had to uh, really break down how to, you know, be a better football player and be a better linebacker. And he took that when, you know, instead of losing his identity uh, uh, when he was no longer um, signed a contract, it was the Titans again. It's like instead of being who I am, who am I? And, and and if I'm not a football player, then I'm nobody. And getting depressed and whatever, going down some drug path or alcohol path or whatever kind of path, you know, and, and playing the victim in the world. He went back and reflected on, okay, what made me successful and great as a football player? And then how do I, what are the elements of that greatness and that success? And how do I begin to put that into my entrepreneurial pursuits? And I was like, damn. And and that's where you started talking about that toxic ambition. Yeah. Right. Well, also you hit on something there that for our listeners who may be veterans or soon to be transitioning service members, there's a lot of parallels between what Randy talks about as a transitioning athlete, professional athlete. Uh, as we experience as veterans or soon to be transitioning service members is we pin a lot of our identity in that or on that particular job. You know, he was a football player and he was defining himself as a football player. But then when he was no longer a pro football player, who was he? What was he? And for those, again, who may be listening or watching, go back, check that episode out. Rennie had some phenomenal thoughts about how to reinvent yourself and right. rather rather than reinventing yourself, really going back and seeing who you've been this whole time, you just mm. have kind of forgotten a part of it. That mm. pro football player was just a part of who he was. It's not all of who right. he was. You know, being yeah. a service member is not all of who you are. It's just a part of it. It is a part and you respect it, but it's not all of who you are. So there's more to it than that. And I love that Rennie yeah. talked about that in the show. and. I think it's very important yeah. for for the, our our listeners to go back and check that one out. Yeah, a big part of that is discipline, discipline, discipline. Like you can take every all the discipline it took to be a phenomenal pro pro like starting pro freaking linebacker. Like how incredible is that? But like still going uh, going back reflecting like I talked about, but 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 keeping that discipline doesn't leave you when you really practice, practice, practice. Show up when you don't want to. You know, uh, do the hard things we don't want to. 
uh, and then come through and get out the other side and you develop that grit, that resilience, which comes through discipline, discipline, discipline. Like you can really truly achieve anything. Uh, yeah. and you're going to have much greater success. If again, if you're attached to a higher purpose, that's going to serve other people instead of just your own bank account. Yeah, um, indeed. So. And you know, kind of, uh, riffing off of that, <clears throat> excuse me, that transitioning professional athlete, Another athlete that we had on this season was John Abate, and mm. John oh, wow. uh, yeah. was uh, was you know on the verge of becoming a, a you know potential uh, professional cyclist. Lived in yeah. San Diego at the uh, you know and was on a bike ride and was hit by a car, and that car did a hit and run, left him. Um, he ended up in the hospital. Woke up a few days later, <clears throat> really badly hurt. And he had a whole bunch of his friends there and these friends were, you know, there to offer support, but also they were there to say, Hey, you know what, what are we, what are we going to do to find this person that hit you? And, you know, John could have sat there and wallowed in his misery about, Oh, woe is me. I'm most likely not going to be a pro cyclist now. Um, Woe is me. What's the next step in my life? And he could have also wallowed in anger at this person that mm-hmm. hit him in the car mm-hmm. and then fled the scene. <clears throat> but what did he do? Instead of doing that, he's like, you know what? We don't need to search for that person. Let's forgive that person. <sighs> and I mean, the power uh, of forgiveness, he talks about the power of forgiveness and how so many of us walk around mm-hmm. holding a grudge against against someone or even against ourselves for something that we may have done and how forgiving allows us to let that load go, drop that load and how that actually is, is more powerful for the person forgiving than for the person being forgiven. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, John was uh, a phenomenal, a phenomenal guest. He's a mindfulness based stress reduction coach now. And he goes out and talks about, uh, you know, giving yourself a break through personal forgiveness. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. he's, he's just fantastic. He, he was uh, no, I really um, he was another guy. I mean, just something about John meditating, doing these practices, taking your time. And he would another guy he, we would talk. And he would just take a pause and, and really absorb what we said, really begin to come up with the words he's going to say. And then boom, came out. Like another guy is very impressive. You can just see his calm presence yeah. because he's really done the work with MBSR. Um, yeah. Yeah. And MBSR, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, he, he was, uh, uh, I really, I enjoyed that whole idea of he had his friend that was like, uh, um, let go of yourself Thursday. You know, it's like, just forgive yourself on Thursday. Just, just yeah. like, let go of all the, you know, the, the shooting all over yourself, right? You post on LinkedIn, you know what I mean? Right. Should have done this, should have done that. Oh, and then getting into those emotional loops and beating yourself up about whatever. Forgive, forgive, forgive. I think what's important about forgiveness is, is to remind yourself that you're doing the best you can. You know, I mean, with all the distractions, all the things we're demanding to do. And it's like, you know, and, and you can do a little, you can do better tomorrow, a little bit better tomorrow, but it takes time. And I think 
um, you know, the demands of the ego uh, constantly. It's like it wants everything done now or, or, or it wants to have that million dollar home now. But it, it takes time. It takes practice. It takes discipline. It takes all, so many of the things we talk about on the show, John, um, not just to pursue what you want and to create success in that. But what do you need to let go of that's getting in the way of the of, of the mental idea of success yeah. and the and the mental um, um, convalescence of what success is, but and forgiveness. If you can't forgive yourself, you can't forgive you know uh, your parents. You can't forgive your siblings or people around you. Then you're hanging on to that shit, and that shit is dragging you down. And it's just going to keep. I mean, we're emotional beings at our core, and if if that's still in your core, then it's it's just going to keep messing with you. All the time, every day, we're going to question ourselves. And this might be a great transition point to get into self-sabotage. Well, before we get into self-sabotage, um, you, you mentioned letting go there. And mm -hmm. letting go was a big part of our conversation with Nick Gregoriotis. There, I actually oh, said dude. his name correctly that time. Gregoriotis. Nick Gregoriotis. He Gregoriotis. was Gregoriotis. another impressive um, dude. Yeah. So his book, uh, The Modern Man's Guide to True Health, Wealth, and Fulfillment. Um, he's got it's his called own Aligned, podcast. Right? Yeah, it's called Aligned. Yeah. The book's called Aligned. Yep. Yes. Sorry. Yes. The book is called Aligned. And then that's the sub subtitle there, The Modern Man's Guide to True Health, Wealth, and Fulfillment. He came on and talked a lot about letting go uh, because yeah. of so many things that we hold on to. And we hold ourselves to connected to if we're able to let go of those things, we're able to live that better life of fulfillment and health and wealth. Mm -hmm. um, and I, he was just a fantastic ghost, uh, guest, a fellow South African. And I see Michelle here <laughs> watching on YouTube, another fellow South African. Um, yeah, he was he was great. And we're going to go on his show here in a couple of weeks. Uh, oh, and we're yeah. excited to be on there with that. Um, but, yeah, he yeah. talked about, you know, courage and uh uh, oh, willpower, yes. you know, having mm -hmm. having willpower and developing willpower through courage. And then um, we also talked about pornography in that episode. You know, that's yeah. something that we haven't talked about in this uh, in, in our show before. But we talked about it and how pornography can be uh, very detrimental to having a true relationship with someone that is based on love and kindness, uh, you know, instead of uh, the just the physical side of things. And so mm. there was a there was a lot of goodness in that episode and a fantastic read, very easy read. The chapters are yeah. like four or five pages at a time, which I love. You know, like Dan Brown's series, all Dan Brown's books are super short chapters. Uh, that that's yeah. very helpful for me. So check that out. Yeah. Check out a line by Nick Gregoriotis. Yeah, he was uh, you know another disciplined you know he, another disciplined individual, John. Like, yeah. look at, look at also, I think the theme here of this whole thing <laughs> is, is the need to be disciplined and what does it take to be disciplined? And this is part of Nick's book, right? Of, of that, um, of creating discipline in your life. I mean, he is a black belt in jujitsu. That's no small feat. Like, yeah. and it's taken, and he's a coach on that too and helps a lot of men and obviously people in, in jujitsu as well. Um, he, uh, he, he has his, his act together for sure. It was, it was really, I, I had something in my mind I wanted to talk to about, uh, about in particular. Um, well, psychedelics. I think it was like, yeah, the psychedelics we talked about too with him. Yeah. I and mean, we, John and I, the end of last season, we had a chance to meet first time in, in Costa Rica and did a psilocybin psychedelic. Um, you know, Nick just kind of backs up coach Nick, uh, coach Nick G, 
just kind of backs up what, what our experience was and how uh, psychedelics has had a profound shift in who he is, how he does things, how he t- absorbs life, the things that he does, because th- those psychedelics uh, could really show you the truth of who you can be and the truth of what's getting in your way to access that potential of who you can be. Um, right. And he was like, uh, you know, that, and I think really we started that episode with him, John, all about courage. And right. uh, it, you, it's going to take, it takes balls. It takes being bold. It takes saying no to all of the habits and, and the influences that are around you that are trying to pull you away from aspiring to that great individual. And uh, he has a great courage formula and, and without it, uh, a lot of the things that you want to pursue that require the discipline that is, that's needed, um, it's going to be tough to get there without um, being courageous and, and, and stepping into the arena of, of who you can be. And the arena isn't all fun. It's definitely not all fucking fun, right? No way. Uh, but it's, the, it's so worthy. When you find that higher pursuit we talked about in that servant leadership role, Whew, you just go along for this ride, John. And we've been experiencing that ride for now. This is our end of fourth season. And yep. it, it's been an incredible, it's been incredible working with you, John, continually. Like I, I love you so much, so deeply as a brother, as a, as a uh, collaborator on Men Talking Mindfulness. And uh, we really have, uh, are continually doing the great things uh, by, by aspiring to how can we help more men? How can we help more people with what we know about mindfulness? So. absolutely back at you brother you know i love you deeply deeply man I love you like a brother right. so and, I, and I don't say that about everyone <laughs> so same, uh, same have, john. have a quick love fest real quick uh, virtual <laughs> hug john <laughs> there you go virtual hug so, um, but i wanted to uh you know i wanted to jump on you know two things there that tie to to another episode actually tied to uh another guest in our series one was was discipline, which tied to Jai Sugrim, uh, who we had yeah. on. But we also immediately followed that episode with going on his show to talk about psychedelics. Yeah. Um, so you know, a, a quick plug for Jai and his show, Jai Sugrim. Um, but in in our episode with him on Men Talking Mindfulness, we talked about cultivating discipline and how important that is. And then you know that comes full circle to the accountability. It comes full circle to how having discipline is incredibly important to it lays the foundation for just about everything else. Just like when we were talking about Nicholas and, uh, you know, courage laying the foundation, I think courage and discipline really go hand in hand. Uh, So if you, if you want to know more about discipline and how important it is, uh, (laughs) please go back and give that show a a listen. Uh, You got any comments on that, that episode? Uh, Well, I think we'll we'll, we'll fucking plug whoop again, right? (laughs) 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 Technology works in the right way. Uh, But I think one thing that really, really uh, was a big takeaway and I just, I mean, Jai is a friend of mine. He's been a friend of mine for like the last six or seven years as a fellow yoga teacher and, and healer here in the city and great, 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 great dude. He's done the work. He's been teaching for 26 years. I mean, he has a great actual, uh, if, you, if you're, I think it starts uh, next week. He has a whole biohacking thing he's doing with CBD. So if you're interested in kind of getting a little on a deeper level uh, and, and maybe eradicating some of the things that are getting in the way and, 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 and cultivating and, and having more of a 
uh, accessing discipline. Go check out his challenge. It's coming up very soon. Uh, and I think that the whole thing for me, John, is um, discipline helps to foster trust. Obviously, mm -hmm. trust in yourself because if I know that uh, and I've proven to myself time and time and time again that I, I'm saying I'm going to wake up at 530 in the morning and do X, Y, and Z and I keep doing it, oh, I get to trust myself. But also mm -hmm. because of that trust and because of that um, – that uh, building that foundation of discipline, which which is also a trusting relationship with yourself, um, I'm more easily to forgive myself when I fall short. It's like, well, I hit it, you know, like I, it's okay if I sleep in an extra hour today instead of getting up and running. Like if I need sleep, I, I take my sleep. And that was a big, right. and also it's not even just self-trust. It's like uh, by being disciplined, you create trust in your relationships as well. Because you know that the pe person you're dealing with, if he says, the person that says they're gonna do something, they're going to do it. So that was a big, uh, nice takeaway from, from that episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the last two kind of things that, that, uh, or last two episodes that I want to reference, um, one is tied to discipline and it's the financial, uh, you know, alleviating financial stress and how yeah. important being disciplined with your finances is in alleviating your financial stress. We had EJ long, who's also a friend of Will's, uh, who, who runs his uh, long financial group. Um, we talked about how important discipline is in that. And the, uh, the last episode that I uh, want to talk about is having Dr. Rob Kelly back on. We had him on, I want to say last mm -hmm. season, but this time we had him yeah. on to talk about self-sabotage. And that comes back, you know, Rennie Curran's uh, thought diet. Um, it's, it's all tied right. together. I mean, I, there's so many similarities and what it is we talk about in these shows that so many of our episodes are tied together, but the thought diet, that negative thoughts that we tell ourselves and how we can self-sabotage there. So Dr. Rob Kelly, also always a phenomenal guest. We love having him yeah. on the show. Yeah, he is great. Just like Rennie, he has some of the best one-liners yes. that I've ever heard. Yes. Like Very inspirational. One is like, hey, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And yeah. so true. If you're hanging around with trash, shitty people, people that are negative, people that are living the with like a badge of honor, the victimhood, then then you're just going to be a victim like them, regardless of whatever the pursuit of your victimhood is. It doesn't matter, right? It's still that victimhood is extremely self-sabotaging. It's going to shut down all your dreams because it's shutting down your mind. It's shutting down. It's continued because you're living in the feelings of like uh, of, I'm unworthy or I'm a victim of this, that, or the other thing, and. And I understand, hey, he also brings talk about trauma in this episode. And there's a lot of shitty things that have happened to a lot of people in general. All people are good at their at their core. Um, uh, um, and trauma could be very deep. It could come from places that are when very young, like very, very young age. Um, and uh, also, you know, Dr. Rob Kelly, he was an alcoholic, like for fucking years big time. long 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 time and he, big, big time big homeless time. lost his family yeah exactly I mean, his book is really an eye-opener but daddy daddy please stop drinking is the name of his yeah. book like really open if you're struggling with addiction his book was very inspiring and very honest and very authentic uh rob kelly and and for really who he is um, he's so and, he's so uh, authentic and believes so deeply in what he, it is he's teaching on our episodes on both episodes that we've had him on he gives out his personal cell phone number and challenges you that if what he teaches doesn't help you, I, I, I want to say he's going to 
give you some amount of money. I forget exactly what it was. Well, no, money back guaranteed. Money if back you guaranteed. Work with him and it doesn't was. work, right? And he'll yeah. take a 10 minute phone call with you uh, yeah. if you text him. I don't know. I forget that number. Maybe Lindsay can pop it in the feed you here. Put it in the notes. Wants, maybe but, later. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> he'll take a call with you and he can really change your mindset, he's saying. And, and I imagine he can because he's a really powerful individual because he's not only he's not just talking to talk, he's walk the walk. And, uh, yep. um, and there's a reason he's on like television shows and doing this and doing that, but he is. And one thing I'll say about self-sabotage, that was a big deal for me is, uh, the environment, not only the people you surround yourself with, with, uh, that is going to have a heavy influence on in how you're feeling and what you're doing based on your feelings, but also, uh, your environment. Like if your place is always trash and your bed's not made, uh, and, you know, shoes are everywhere, clothes are everywhere, and your and your fucking kitchen is a mess. Like that's just an internal, that's an outer, external reflection of what's going on on the inside. Right. And if you start right. cleaning up and making your bed like every morning and and doing all the dishes before you go to bed and having a nice clean and uh, organized space, it's going to make an effect in your mind, and you're going to be less likely. Uh, to uh, adhere, adhere and listen to those self-sabotaging voices in your head. Right. Like, right. Just, and that's, that could be a great way. And, and it's like another thing we talk about a lot on the show, John, is start with one thing. Start with one thing on your mindfulness path. And that could be just organizing your space and staying disciplined for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and keeping with that uh, discipline of having an organized space and watch out that organization goes to something else and maybe start meditating more or breathing or taking being, excuse me, <laughs> taking care of yourself more physically. So it starts with one thing. Uh, all yep. like, this is an episode on discipline and mindfulness, you know, but, and, and it's so much like uh, John is to being disciplined, being mindful, sitting in meditation, getting to know yourself on a deep emotional and, and, and conscious level uh, you'll get to be aware of those voices and those self-sabotaging voices and that internal dialogue that that it, it just it's been kind of there. I think it's evolution evolutionary biology in some ways that negativity bias uh, and and we're we're fighting it. We're kind of um, working, accepting, forgiving ourselves when we fall short of those goals, uh, but also developing a new voice. Uh, uh, and, and creating new influences in our life that will help us to continue empower, right? That entrepreneurial spirit or that loving spirit or that mindfulness spirit that you want to pursue. And it just takes practice and it takes a lot of patience, a lot, a lot, a lot discipline. of discipline. I can't, right. yeah, discipline. I really, and actually one thing, and if, if, if Dr. Rob's listening, Dr. Rob, uh, I've been meaning to kind of contact you. Like uh, I am, you, he talks about in the episode, he goes, you know what I do with my students? Is I if they if they're a big car guy, I take them to the Porsche dealer and be, and they'll sit them in the Porsche and be like, "You can have that car, you can have that car." It's going to take some work. It's going to take some discipline, but uh, uh, but that car could be yours. You have to start seeing in your mind. This place I'm living in right now, John. I moved um, uh, like uh, two weeks ago uh, into a new space, and it's like the freaking. It, it is the apartment of my dreams in New York, and uh, and I want to just give a little shout out to Rob Kelly because. You know, I put myself here a little bit out on the skinny branch, you know, because uh, my rent doubled. <laughs> but I believe in, in so much of what I'm doing and what we're doing, John, and, and how we're doing it, that there's no doubt it, that we will continually and I will continually be creating a more successful future for myself and our show and right. um, and everything that I'm doing here. So thank you, Dr. Rob. Boom, Real inspiration. There you go. 
you got to text them and let them know that you gave them a shout out. Yeah, I will. I, um, yeah, I will. I'm gonna, yeah, totally. You know, one um, one episode that we did not cover is the uh, the flow state episode with Kara Bradley, um, yeah. which was also a fantastic episode about how to get into that state of flow, that Zen state, the the zone, whatever you want to call it. Uh, she gives some great tips on that and how mindfulness is tied to that and then how stretching yourself outside of your comfort zone, which you're yeah. doing will with that, that apartment, you're stretching yourself just outside your comfort zone so that you can be yeah. in the flow regularly right. in that apartment. Yeah. Um, right. And, and Kara works very closely with Stephen Kotler, the author of, you know, the rise of Superman, stealing fire, the art of the impossible and a whole slew of other books. And we're going to have Stephen Kotler on next season, um, in July, we'll have him on at, uh, I think it's July 15th. If I, if I remember correctly, we'll have him, him on and we're going to be talking about flow state and attaining altered mind states and, and everything that's wrapped up in those books, the, the art of the impossible, stealing fire, rise of Superman. Um, so we're very yeah. excited about that, but also, you know, Kara and, and, uh, and Stephen Kotler have worked closely together, um, to help people achieve that flow state and how important that flow state is to getting shit done. Right. So, right. Uh, and I know one of the big things that you're a huge fan of is the Pomodoro method to achieve that. Yeah. Flow. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. I have like that Pomodoro method is like 25 minutes on, you know, working intently on one thing, right. Setting a timer, 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. I've been going 30 minutes, 25. I think it is, is what they say. The thresh, threshold is the Pomodoro method and then taking those five minutes, right? So that 25 minutes, like you're, you're kind of inviting the flow state to happen because you're only concentrating on one thing. You're eliminating all distractions and just going down that rabbit hole for those 25 minutes. And also with this Pomodoro method and what helps kind of uh, enact and uh, experience this flow state is uh, it, it kind of, it's an agreement, or what I'm understanding, it's an agreement with your ego in a sense of like, hey, just leave me alone for 25 minutes, okay? Stop fucking telling me that I got another 10 or 100 things to do today. And I yeah. wanted this one thing right now for 25 minutes. So I kind of turn down that self-sabotaging voice, right? And then tune in, right, to all of my effort and, and just flow with those 25 minutes. And then, because then at the end of that 25 minutes, I got five minutes, I can get something to eat, I can go for a walk, I can just kind of like let all the fucking mind shit come back in. And then boom, drop back in for another 25 minutes. And, and that's been a great way. Um, that's how we that's how it really helped me to write the beginning of that course that we did with, uh, with a heroic hearts project. Yeah, was was being in that in that in that twenty five minute zone, popping out, coming back in, and I was like, couldn't believe what started to come out because I committed one thing in that twenty five minute time, and it made a big, big, big difference. We gotta start um, writing I, I got, book using that, man. We, yeah, it's true. Gotta... Very true. Very true. One thing I'll say about flow state with this, it's like that's gonna be very challenging uh, if you if you don't meditate or you don't have some sort of discipline where you sit with yourself and reflect because what mm. meditation is going to help you do is it's going to help you understand that things get in the way uh, of flow, right? Fighting the current, right? If you, you're, you can't flow, if you fight the current, right, you got to flow down the rivers of life. Um, and that, that goes for the emotional, uh, you know, torrent that happens on the inside that goes for the mind. And if you're battling with the mind, battling with your feelings, battling against yourself, flow state is not possible. And if you really want to start to get into flow, uh, I would suggest, and I think John would, you would too, it's like start meditating, start meditating, start Huge. sitting, start 
reflecting because then you get to see, right? Because flow state is on the app is, is like it's 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 feeling from the inside. There's a lot of uh, neurochemistry that happens. Uh, that that Stephen Kotler, I can't wait to talk to him. Uh, uh, talks about I think I think it's the five elements of flow or the five neurochemicals for flow. Um, but but without sitting and getting quiet, especially when things are turbulent and feels like nothing is working, uh, we'll have a greater opportunity. Uh, to experience flow, right, in the world, in our entrepreneurial pursuits, whatever you want to do out there in the world uh, um, by taking time and, and understanding yourself on a deeper level for sure, 100%, 100%. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, all that to say that we had an awesome season. It was, you know, two episodes shorter than our typical uh, season, but we're, we're cutting it a little bit short so Will can go on this Vipassana retreat. And we're gonna have yeah. some. Uh, we're gonna have some treats. Talking about treats, we're we're gonna have some treats for you in between now and next season to include a special special episode to discuss that Vipassana retreat. We're also gonna be uh, releasing some um, newfound stuff, or I guess refound stuff that will <laughs> release quite a quite a while ago, and we dug it back up, yeah. and we're gonna be releasing that uh, as part of the podcast. Um, so check that out. And yeah. uh, I think uh, I, I think unless unless you got anything else, Will will jump into uh, you know, our, our grounding practice, man. Yeah, I think there's just uh, I want to say I want to say uh, just give another shout out back to um, EJ Long, Long yeah. uh, FG, FG.com. He's actually sponsored the show, so he gave us money to be to not just to come on the show, but uh, so I just want to really give a shout out to another friend of mine, EJ Long. Great, great, great guy. And I really appreciated uh, his episode on alleviating financial stress and what it does. And again, starting habits and creating discipline around finances. Great episode. Like if you're really just if your finances have been all over the place, this and that, uh, take a listen. I, I even clipped yesterday and released a YouTube clip about um, about what it takes to, to to be financially responsible and what that can look like and how that can help alleviate a tremendous amount of stress. Uh, by taking care of your finances and being like on point with those. Uh, and the other one we, we didn't talk about from a cultural and social point of view, John, uh, is that masculinity contest culture, uh, yeah, which was something right. that that's came right. from uh, um, the Harvard Business Review. They wrote a paper a long time ago that I've been wanting to bring onto the show that I think was it was uh, one of our listeners tipped us off onto this show and and. It was a really great episode uh, about, uh, and I think this is this is why we're going to have Randy come back to talk about, you know, and, and and I think it'd be great to have a conversation in season five about the masculinity contest culture in uh, the military, especially in the SEALs, I mean, at that high level, uh, and then also in the locker room at that high level. Um, and, um, and, and we even talk on that episode about competition is healthy, but how do you go about um, competing? And if you're pushing other down, if pushing others down and shaming other people and shaming other men or, or, or just trying to be vainglorious, that's the word I, I learned, right? Vainglorious, yeah, right. which is just being overly proudful, prideful and, and, and arrogant and, and, and not considering and giving a fuck about anybody else except yourself and you being seen as like the alpha, the super omega alpha, uh -uh, not going to work. Uh, and that's that I really enjoyed finally getting to that uh, that conversation this season. Uh, and, and if you that's live in. Yeah. Yeah. If you live kind of in a culture that is uh, very that is toxic and toxic, toxic masculine, that is only, uh, uh, you know, really rewarding, you know, uh, um, 
and not re and rewarding just like a few individuals and not taking the group in uh, to consideration and other people's feelings and listening to other people and, and trying to collaborate as a group. Um, there is a way out. And, um, and if you, and if you have a more um, symbiotic and collaborative and more heartfelt way that you're organizing as a business, your bottom line will improve. And maybe yeah. go back and listen to Ryan Shad, Ryan Shad's episode on listening, which is that's definitely right. not a masculinity, masculinity contest culture. So I just want to put that out there as well, John. No, that's a great one. And again, yeah, we'll have yeah. we'll have Rennie on next season. We'll have Chad McGee, who's uh, you know a, a coach with uh, oh, yeah. University of Wisconsin. Um, yeah. to talk about that um, because it is important to understand how that that masculine contest culture can actually be uh, detrimental to your business yeah so yeah, take a true. take a listen if, uh, if you're a yeah. business person take a take a listen to that um, yeah. right on man well uh, yeah. man I've I've thoroughly enjoyed this season will yeah uh, I love working with you as as always I love having our, all our guests on they've been phenomenal guests. Thank yeah, you to our yeah. guests. Thank you to you as our audience, our listeners, our watchers uh, for helping to make Men Talking Mindfulness a success. We very much appreciate you all for your part in this this uh, this whole, I don't know what journey. you want to call it. This journey. It's there we journey. go. It's a journey, uh, man. It is a journey, so, 100%. Uh, so I'm going to um, wrap it up with our final closing practice of the season. Whew. And yeah, man, I can't believe it's the end of another season already, but here we are. So if you're listening, go ahead and get into that comfortable and safe position, whatever that looks like and feels like for you. And let's just be quiet. Let's just be quiet together for one minute. Just pay attention to what it is you're feeling and experiencing without any judgment for one minute together before we bring this season to a close. Here we go. job and now let's bring your attention again back to your breath and we'll wrap it up with one deep 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 cleansing breath together begin by letting out as much air as you can from your lungs bringing your navel to your spine <sighs> empty 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 deep breath in filling 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 holding at the top and relax letting it go nice and slow Slow, slow, bring those micro movements back in your body. Hydrate your body with that movement. And thank you all for a phenomenal uh, season. 
We really appreciate you listening. If you are a new listener, please tune into those episodes that we mentioned in this season and the, the seasons before and share this show with your friends, your family, and whoever else you think may benefit from hearing or watching. So, Will, brother, always an honor. Over to you. Same. Uh, just thank you to you, John. Thanks to Lindsay. Thanks to everyone that has been listening and sharing and commenting and keep us moving forward uh, to bring more mindfulness uh, in many different ways. Again, we're demystifying mindfulness and it's not just one thing, it's many things. Uh, but if you're not on the path, start with one thing for sure. There you go. And, there you go. Uh, and uh, I think that's it. And it may be, maybe last thing I'll plug, John, is we released several meditations this season. So if you want a guided meditation, uh, go to our, any one of our, you know, any fucking uh, podcast platform. And we I think we have like eight or nine meditations yeah. to sleep, to, to relax, to, you know, a little reset, refresh kind of thing. Uh, so that's one way you can get on that path and stick with go. it. And John, thank you. Great season. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're back uh, starting season five, July 1st. Yep. And uh, we, we already have like four guests lined up. And one of them, again, is Stephen Kotler, uh, four-time, five-time New York Times bestseller. And some dude, I'll say Keegan Gill, who ejected from his plane at Mach 1. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't yes. wait to talk about that, dude. That's, so that's uh, thank you, John. Great. Love you. You Love you, love John. Love you back, brother. And, uh, All right. Same. Until next time. Peace, until next season. Peace. Peace. For joining us today, we hope you walk away with some new tools and insights to guide you on your life journey. New episodes are being published every week, so please join us again for some meaningful discussion. For more information, please check out mentalkingmindfulness.com.